We're for Sydney and New South Wales. These are today's headlines from the Daily Telegraph. A keen scuba diver was out in Little Bay, one of his favourite areas of ocean to explore, when he was mauled by a great white shark in Sydney's first fatal attack in decades. Simon Nellist, 35, was killed on Wednesday afternoon when a large shark, believed to be between four and five metres, attacked as he swam not far from rocks. Mr Nellist was a keen swimmer and diver, with his social media profiles littered with images of him out on the water, including at one location near where he was killed. He'd previously dived at a scuba centre in Cogra, which was rocked by tragedy in 2018 when a young diver drowned at Brightly Sands. The former owner of that scuba centre, Della Ross, whose son Dimitri died in that tragedy, said much like her boy, Mr Nellis, loved the ocean. Everything that is connected to Simon is connected to the ocean, she told Channel 7. The news hit us like a truck because he was one of the people who made this earth lighter. Mr Nellist lived in Woolai Creek with his partner and was a fitness lover, regularly visiting the Plus Fitness 24-7 gym nearby. His family, some of whom are in England, are understood to be incredibly distraught by his tragic death. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app at the App Store. More than 10 major public transport projects are not on track for delivery and the department is facing a multi-billion dollar blowout in infrastructure costs. A spate of problems has plagued a series of projects, including industrial disputes between Transport for New South Wales and a number of unions. It's understood that there is a $2.7 billion overspend across public transport infrastructure projects that have blown out over budget. The cost overruns an ongoing delay have forced Transport Minister David Elliott to surgically examine projects in his new portfolio in a bid to get the budget back in order. And we'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Singing and dancing in public venues has returned while QR codes have been scaled back as the government attempts to lure workers out of their homes. A number of COVID restrictions have been canned earlier than the initial planned date of February 28, with Premier Dominic Perrottet thanking the efforts people made across the state for the early mark on freedom. From today, density limits have been scrapped and singing and dancing are allowed in hospitality venues – a welcome relief for the struggling sector. QR codes are now only mandatory for nightclubs and music festivals, but are still required in hospitals, aged care and disability care. Mr Perrottet said the changes could see cases rise, but that number alone was not a measure of success or failure. These changes today are measured and proportionate to the circumstances we find ourselves in, he said. 
And champion jockey James McDonald revealed he has ridden for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II previously after getting to wear her famous racing colours in a barrier trial at Royal Randwick on Thursday. McDonald was honoured to again be wearing the Queen's colours of purple, gold braid, scarlet sleeves, black velvet cap and gold fringe when he rode former English galloper Chalkstream in a 1200 metre trial. They're fantastic colours, McDonald said, but I've ridden in these colours before in England. I twice rode a horse owned by the Queen, one for trainer William Haggis and another for Sir Michael Stout. I haven't won a race wearing the Queen's colours, but I did finish fourth in a race at Royal Ascot, which was pretty good. Chalkstream, the first horse Hall of Famer Chris Waller has trained for the Queen, ran last at four in his Randwick trial. And that's the latest headlines from the Daily Telegraph. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow. Australian history is full of colourful but forgotten characters, from alleyway gangsters to Cold War spies and eccentric entrepreneurs. There are hundreds of incredible stories of adventurous Aussies that never make it into our history books. Each week I talk to some of the country's greatest history authors, sleuths and yarn spinners to uncover the untold stories of some of our most interesting and offbeat ancestors. The show in black and white can be found wherever you get your podcasts.